All right. So, (laughs) (laughs) okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Insight Plug. Today's guest is an award-winning actor and producer, Damien Chow. Um, so I've been impressed with your bio and, um, so can you tell me what made you pursue acting? Um, uh, when I was in high school, I was, um, um, I, I liked drama, obviously, and I wanted to, to, um, uh, to do drama, but I was too shy, uh, to actually take the class, to take drama itself. Um, we got to see presentations as well in high school, and I was like so enamored by it, but I just couldn't couldn't do it. Um, so when I was uh, in, um, so when I finished school, I knew that I wanted to be an actor, but I didn't know how. So when I did finish school, I I um, there was a casting notice that I heard on the radio, and then I I, uh, I went to this open casting call and I booked a small part on this on this TV show, and that's kind of how I started doing the whole acting thing which was really good uh, but I'd wanted to do it since like since like early high school I wanted to I wanted to do it but mm-hmm. uh, yeah and it's interesting because I've heard other actors are introverts as well or are shy right <laughs> it sounds like deja vu yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so what <laughs> what do you say is your greatest achievement in your career working in the entertainment industry? Um, my greatest achievement, I think it's, it's um, I produced a couple films, uh, three films uh, with a friend of mine. Um, and I think that would probably be my biggest achievement because it's, um, we, you know, you create something, you know, like there's, you don't get cast in something you start from the bottom so there's a script and mm-hmm. and we work together to um he wrote the script but we, we collaborate on the character and the script and then finding the money to get it made and then the casting and, and the crew and and um yeah we made a film in uh um a feature film in uh just 2019 just bef- like a month before the pandemic like started in in, in america in north america mm-hmm. um and, and we uh we um um we the whole sh- the whole shoot was shot in, in in BC in a different province from where we were. Um, the director came from the UK, um, and so we all traveled down to this uh, place from all over different places in in Canada to come and be a part of this production. And so we all were staying in motels, and we were doing this production, and it was a lot of work. But um, I think that being able to have a, a group of people to collaborate together with and and uh, to bring out to a different province or a different state and then to make something and, and uh, achieve that goal. And in a short period of time, um, we shot in 12 days. And, uh, um, and that's, and that was really cool because this is an artwork, an art form that requires collaboration. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not uh, sculptors or painters or um, we, we have to do things together with people to create something. So, uh, the collaboration teamwork is always essential for any production, but it was great to have such a great intimate team for uh, for this production. And so, so yeah, the, the films I've made as a whole, um, as a producer and as an actor together with my my friends has been really rewarding for sure. Was the movie called U Seventeen or something like that? Right? Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, we we shot U Seventeen. Um, 
like maybe seven, eight months before we shot this other one called Paris's Apple. Um, okay. Yeah. And so that was, yeah, that was the two. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So what do you like about acting? Um, I like that I'm able to, um, well, that I'm able to play someone not my, not myself, you know, like, uh, um, it's, I feel a little bit like shy in my own shoot, in my own, like some, a little bit and uh, a bit of an introvert myself. And uh, I think that being able to step into another character's shoes and try to become someone else, even though you are always still yourself, but try to become a different kind of person as a character uh, is the, is the most rewarding thing for me. Um, I, I think the uh, um, it's like when I'm myself, I'm nervous and I'm kind of shy, but when I'm, like a character I feel very comfortable in their skin yeah. uh, which is very interesting to see um and uh I think also the um there's a lot of work that goes into becoming an actor to playing a character and a part and I think once you get to like set and you're able to go from action to cut in between that action and cut that's like a great period of like just being in the moment and just living the part and I think what you have between another actor in that moment is super exciting. Um, and then it gets cut really quickly. So it's just like that moment between action and cut is a very exciting um, thing that I kind of, I think that I live for, I guess, for, for those moments in, in film. For myself. Yeah, it's kind of like having an alter ego, like Slim Shady. Slim or Shady. Beyonce, Sasha Fierce. Right. <laughs> um, very true. Oh, so I also heard that you do like Korean cinemas, French cinemas, Canadian, and you're from Canada. Yes. So what is the difference between uh, Korean cinema, French cinema, Canadian cinema, and American or United States cinema? Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I do like um, European films and, and films in Asia and stuff like that. Um, I think it's... Uh, I like films in North America, of course, as well. Um, I think that there's um, there's a thing with them. I think there's a lot of, um, it feels like a lot of stories are very character driven, mm -hmm. um, not super, super plot driven, even though there is a plot, but I do feel there's a lot of uh, character driven pieces and, and also uh, a way to uh, um, um, kind of, it's all about kind of the story. It's all about, sorry, it's all about the, um, yeah, it's very character driven. And I think that there's also an opportunity for them to make films that are um, kind of exciting and kind of out of the box. Um, like Jean-Luc Godard just passed away and a lot of his films, he was the like, kind of the big inventor of French new wave cinema, which kind of started a big revolution for, for new wave across different um, countries. And I think that, uh, um, just like Korean new wave cinema, I think like with Kim Kai Duke and, and, and people like, uh, like other people like them, that they're just, uh, there's a whole, like, they do like kind of longer takes. Nothing is like cut, 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 cut. Like you'll, you'll see the person enter maybe the room and walk across the room and get a glass of water and then back. And then maybe they'll still go or they'll cut. Whereas like a lot of stuff in, in, in American and Canadian cinema, it's just like they, they enter, you see them enter the thing, cut and then you see them already inside the building cut and it's like it's a lot of cutting and stuff not all the time but like a typical american style cinema it's a lot of cut 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 which i which i like and i think it's great cinema but i do like the 
there's a lot of stories that are I find unique, especially being in different languages. Uh, you get different cultures and you get to experience kind of um, not their culture, but a little bit of their culture through their their um, even though you can't understand what they're saying and you have the the um, subtitles on the bottom, I think you're able to to hear truth and to hear things, even though it is different. And I think that's something that's very enjoyable. Um, and I just find the stories to be more uh, my style, I guess. Like they're just, they're, they're, um, they're, uh, the stories that they're telling are, are really bold and maybe a little bit more bolder than North America or just because of the fact that they're limited to certain things. Whereas like in France, like nudity and, and things like that are super, um, it's not taken as like this like crazy thing to be like nude or partially nude. And so, so they take a lot of risks with their filmmaking. Mm. Um, a lot like Cassavetes in the States, like John, like John Cassavetes and different filmmakers, of course, and, and stuff like that. But I think that um, their cinema is a little bit different. It's kind of like a world cinema, whereas it's like a little bit different here. And, and it's not as, as um, 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 sort of standard sort of set ways of how to, of what to make in films and stuff like that. Even though there are great stuff here, it's just, there's, it's just a big, it's a pretty big difference in, in the okay. way they make films. Yeah. So the, so Hollywood is in the USA. Nollywood is Nigerian film right. uh, industry right, yeah. and uh, Bollywood is India. India. Right. Yes. Um, the other question I have is, what was it? Let's see. Um, Oh, well, I also want to mention Korea, Korean dramas, and I've noticed that Korean dramas, TV shows, and American TV shows are very different in uh, episode styles. Like, I know Korean dramas have, like, maybe 10 episodes, and then American dramas might have 200, in, like, the days of our lives or something like that. <laughs> um, so the next question is... You are known for having a very intense dedication to uh, ha finding and capturing the essence, the authentic essence of your character, which is method acting. So, right. and I do admire that. Um, one of your acting heroes is Heath Ledger. Yes. yes so um, can you tell me how do you prepare to, uh, how do you prepare for a role that if, when you're going to do the method acting way, how do you prepare for a role? Uh, yeah, I think um, for me, like, uh, I think I'm a character actor, but I, I definitely have like a method uh, preparation and, and I can also, and I do use a method preparation for sure. Is it uh, method actor or character actor? Uh, so, so, there, so um, I believe myself to be a character actor, but okay. I use, but I, but I do use a method approach as well. Okay. So, so um, I, I believe because I like to change my physical appearances and, and stuff mm -hmm. for a lot of roles, so I can really kind of once I feel like I can see the character, I feel like I can become the character. Mm -hmm. um, so I like to do different things with like you know hair, facial hair, and stuff like that to really look a little bit different or earrings, the whole, the whole thing. Um, mm -hmm. As an actor, like I work. Um, uh, I work from the outside in, I guess, if that's a, yeah. a lot of a lot of actors work from the inside out, but I work from the outside in. So I like to physicalize the character. Once I see them on the page, I like to physicalize like what they um, look like on a on a physical scale, mm -hmm. uh, hair, um, the whole, the whole bit, I like to visualize the shoes, the whole, the whole bit, because all those things kind of help me get into my character for myself. 
Um, I believe like if I can look in the mirror and see maybe a different person or slightly different, I think it helps me become that person. Um, in terms of preparation, it's, it's um, I think depending on the character and the script you get, it changes how I approach the, 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 the task at hand. Um, I do use quite a method approach to character. Um, a lot of the books I've read, um, what's like Stella Adler or Meisner or other people, I, 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 I do use approach where I like to, you know, work from the outside in. So I like to, I, I will physicalize and visualize the character from, from the, from the outside and in, and then, but I will then after physicalizing and seeing what I think they might look like, I will go into like the text work on the script and reading it and, and finding the character beats and finding exactly what's going on with the character and the story as a whole. Um, because as at the end of the day, you are a character in service of the story um because it's it's a director's film always even though you shared that collaboration it's always their film so i like to prep by really like doing a lot of text work and rereading the script and building like a backstory for my character even though like there's some stuff in the script which you use obviously because if it's on the page you use it but i like to build other parts of that life from that character because sometimes the character comes in and say he's like an older or a, a young man or he's like a 30 year old guy and it's like but what happened to him like 29 years beforehand you know so it's like trying to piece together like a whole story arc of a character of like what happened to this person to get to this point um we can't judge the character not supposed to judge your characters so no matter how kind of evil or intense they are you have to kind of respect that they are a human being and you have to have they all have different colors and layers to them and even though if they're not the greatest of persons they do have probably qualities in them that are good so you have to kind of approach it like a three-dimensional kind of a human being is always super different. Like we have, we're all very, we're very complex. And so you really have to put in like the text work to, to really kind of figure out stuff and doing research on the character. Um, and then once I kind of build and have kind of done and build my character, you work on kind of like the voice, the way he speaks and, and the way he walks and stuff like that to kind of like really kind of embody that person. Um, I've taken it to another length where like I've, like walked like this person and kind of talked like him for like a long time before I got to set, maybe maybe too long, uh, like a few months in preparation. So I think certain roles require a lot of focus and a lot of dedication and some don't require as much kind of like um, everyday living into it. Um, even though I like to kind of feel that process and really experience what they're going through before I get to set, I think it's also important that depending on the script, if you don't have to do it and it can work for you, then maybe you should try that method as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't do it for every every job. It's just depending on the circumstances of, of the job itself. Okay. Yeah. Because I've, I've heard some, uh, I, I've heard of other actors who've, who were as intense with this, such as Michael B. Jordan for his role as Killamonger in the Black Panther. He said yeah. he had to see therapy for that. Right. Uh, um, who else? Um, Austin <laughs> Butler, who played Elvis in the in the Elvis movie, yeah. he still has mannerisms as Elvis, um, and he talks, walks like Elvis. He, right. I think, he does um, live recordings of Elvis songs for the soundtrack as well. So right. he sings like Elvis as well, mm -hmm. and he's <laughs> it's been in for two years. So he said, if you develop a habit for two years, you're going to embody it. So yes. um, yeah. the it's question is, um, <clears throat> and also Will Smith in the Pursuit of Happiness. Jason yes, yeah. has, has so good. 
<laughs> yeah, it would have been so good. Yeah, and uh, Jaden Smith on doing a uh interview interview doing the Ellen Ellen DeGeneres show. He was saying that Will was so into the character that he would Will Smith was so into the character, um, Chris Christopher something I forgot the guy's name. Yeah, Chris. The yeah, character. Yeah. Um, he was a homeless guy, so Jaden was asking Will, "Hey, Dad, where's some orange juice?" He and Jay, uh, Will said, "Well, I we can't afford orange juice." And he said, <laughs> "Okay." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that character was so good too. Like yeah. the way he, he, it was, I really felt from I felt it the whole time. I was like, "Wow, it's such a it was such a brave performance." Actually, mm-hmm. yeah, to be that to be that like brave is like wow. Yeah, it's a great pre-acting decision. And um, it's for sure. So what do you think about children doing method, uh, character acting or like in the 90s, my favorite character uh, actors were like Natalie Portman, yeah. uh, Tobey Maguire and yes. um, Haley Osment. Is, yeah, um, Haley, yeah, Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, that's Joel right. Osment from, I, uh, what's the movie? Is it called? Uh, uh, the Sixth Sense. Yeah, Sixth Sense. Sense. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on children who do that type of acting um yeah there um yeah there's some great little actors there actually uh i think um i think um um they shouldn't take it too i mean they gotta there's uh yeah because their performances were pretty good like especially in that film in the sixth sense i mean that he was so good um and natalie portman was so good as a young young child she was so good in her roles um, and Toby, of course, was great. I think um, I think that they have to have fun on set. Like they have mm-hmm. to enjoy, like, because it it because it, it's at the end of the day, like, it is a job. And I think that they do, um, especially as younger, like as kids and and children, child actors. I think they have to uh, understand that um, it is a job at the end of the day, but they don't have to like be super serious all the time and they can have fun while doing it and and they need to be treated pretty well like on set as well as while they're not on set because sometimes they'll be doing homework too depending on how you know their age and and I think they can't overwork a certain amount of hours of course and they have to have a guardian on set which is important um and uh, I think that they depending on the material like there's there there is need there does need to be a little bit of a focus I don't think they should be constantly like um like worrying about this and worrying about that but i think that there has to be a bit of a focus and a structure in place um um i know that i know that um toby was working on a film with um with, yeah, uh, it was leo leo yeah leo caprio yeah and um I, I, it was with robert de niro i i think I, it, I was but i just can't remember if it was like this boy's life or i can't remember what it was called um and maybe Ellen Burt and yeah, I can't remember who was in it. Um, but I know that they were both in it together and Leo had a bigger part than Toby. Um, mm-hmm. I think Leo had like the main kid at kid part and he, he was, uh, they were messing around with each other and Toby was kind of messing around with Leo and they were getting ready for like a bigger scene. And the director came over and was like, Hey, Hey, hey leave him alone. Like Toby, just leave him alone for a bit and blah, blah, blah. Because, he says, he, and Toby's like, oh, what's going on, man? We're just having fun. He's like, yeah, but sometimes there's not, there's room to be fun. There's room not to have like a super lot of fun because there's a focus needed for, for certain things on set. It wasn't like me or anything. He was just like, just, just telling yeah. me to give him time, right? Um, and what he was saying was, um, 
something that Leo sticks to today and it's something that I really live by too is this mantra where he said like, no, you go over there and you focus and you study and you think about what's going to happen in this scene. You think about it. And I think, I think he had to have a big breakdown scene of something of some sort. And he told him, no, an actor, an actor focuses, an actor, an actor focuses and an actor is he, he studies and he, he's, he's, he, he focuses on his task. Mm-hmm. And he said, pain is temporary film is forever. So that's a great mantra because what it what essentially means is sometimes in film, it's not exactly the funnest time. There's a lot of times you have to go through hard emotions and things you have to do to get to yourself to a certain level to to get something happening, to get something to go and, and move in this next scene to, to really bring that that heat that needs to be done to accomplish that that goal for everyone. And I think that the mantra pain is temporary film was forever really means that you have to focus on certain times to really bring the goods because film at the end of the day is forever. And so um, he really said that that was a really big turning point for him as an actor and that he really understood like he had to be more focused and depending on certain things. And I think that really changed him to become actually quite a serious actor at a young age that kind of from that director really changed his mindset. And I think Toby, cause they're like best friends even to this day. And I think that he learned as well, like, okay. And so he, he I think they really kind of understood like you can have fun, but there's a time and place where you can have fun. There's time and place to be very serious about the craft. Um, and I think they, they both kind of at that time kind of realized, okay, this is like, is it just fun being on tennis? It's also like work and it's a craft and it's an art you have to really dig deep for and, and, and be serious about. Because at, at the end of the day, out of all the glitz and glamour, it is a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, speaking of Leonardo DiCaprio, um, <clears throat> he uh, he played an autistic kid in the movie um, Gilbert Grape. That's yeah. like the whole title. Yeah, I think it's yeah. What's eating Gilbert's grape? Yeah, what's or, eating uh, Gilbert grape? And yeah, yes, uh, yeah. Um, Johnny Depp <laughs> plays Gilbert grape, and Leonardo plays his autistic brother. Right. Now, in the '90s, I did notice that there was a lot of actors and actresses that played who were uh, actors and actresses who were not autistic playing autistic people, such as Neat Leonardo, um, uh, Jess- is it Jessica Haley Swank? Hilary Swank from Boys Don't Cry. Hilary Swank. Hilary Swank from Boys Don't Cry. Yeah. Rosie O'Donnell from, I don't know what movie, but she plays someone who's autistic as well. And Sean Penn from I Am Sam. That's right. Yes, that's right. So what is, what is your thoughts on um, actors who play something that they're not to that extreme? Um, Also, uh, um, and even actors who play characters of a different nationality right. who are political figures like uh british americans playing african americans or black americans okay. some people were saying that um had a problem with it because of yeah it's acting but it's i don't know it's something different when you have so what are your thoughts on that on yeah yeah like yeah i think okay yeah i think um I think being uh, like um, LGBTQ, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think I think there's there's an interesting line, I guess, that um, people with disabilities and people with like um, sexual orientation and stuff like that, they're they want to be 
um, they get kind of not happy when people like who are marginalized communities who who are actors and want roles in films um, and then other actors who are, I guess, don't have those same, not same values, but those who don't have like, who may be someone who is a, a straight woman who becomes, yeah. who plays that, yeah. Um, there's like outcry for like casting, like people who are of that, you know, lineage of, of, of LGBTQ or, or special needs. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think that that's, I know Kate Blanchett did something a while ago, maybe a few years ago, where she played someone. I'm not sure if she was, um, like gay or or I'm not sure she did something where she was playing or going to play something. I don't know what it was, but there was a lot of outcry for her at the time. And um, I don't know if she stepped down or if she ended up doing the role. I don't actually know. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that it's um, as actors, you know, you your kind of your job is to kind of become other people right. hopefully and play different kind of characters and i think that um that's kind of part of the profession um is like playing people who aren't really yourself essentially and i think that that's part of what acting is is kind of like dress up and make believe and, and i think that that's what we do as actors so i don't i don't have a problem with people playing parts who are um who people who, who aren't like 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 with Gilbert Grape especially like I I like I think I was younger when I saw the film and I didn't kind of quite know like just how like I really thought this kid was mentally like had special needs I really didn't know that he was like I didn't know till after it was like Leo and it, it was like non-child he was like an actor I didn't I didn't really know that he was like non-special needs because I thought mm-hmm. he was like amazing and and that's an amazing performance and, and it got him an Academy Award nomination I think at like 17 or 18 um and I think that he um that that like that growth is an actor super uh that experience is super like I'm sure it was a credible experience and, and a lot of stuff to learn about that and I think that's important um I do feel like there is a like there's a there's a two sides to it because I do I do see both sides of it where I was like like you like you definitely shouldn't be playing anyone of color or race or like yeah. if you're if you're not Hispanic or or of a Mexican descent and or you're not black and there's you definitely should be playing like you can't have someone who's like Caucasian playing a character like that it's just not yeah. I know Shia LaBeouf played a character in a film uh for David Iyer who was like I think he was part Hispanic or something like okay. that. But I didn't mind that so much because I felt like he, I don't think he wrote it to be an Hispanic act, Hispanic actor, but it, it but there's a lot of Hispanic characters like that in film. Mm-hmm. And, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a problem with that specific casting. Um, but I do think that like, um, I understand where these people um, are coming from in terms of like their special needs and their communities. I understand because I see because they're limited in terms of maybe what they can and can't do. Um, but there's no reason why someone who's like gay or has issues can't play someone who's straight, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I do see like um, Ellen Page or Elliot Page, who formerly Ellen Page, who yeah. I really quite like um, as before. And I think that that's a tough one because of like gender. Like so now instead of getting the roles that he or that he was getting before is a totally different circumstance right Mm because he's transitioning his body the whole the whole thing so um i haven't seen him in a performance yet as as elliot page oh Uh, i've seen uh i forgot i I just saw somebody was watching my house he was he was playing uh guy okay as you know as you should but yeah um 
Yeah. Yeah. So I, th- I think that's really, uh, um, so I think that's, so I think that whole like transgender thing is, is very unique. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know how I feel about that essentially. I don't know how I feel about it at all, but I think that both sides have really good arguments. Um, but I do think the job as actors to become the character mm-hmm. and, and Hillary and, and to, or to play other characters. And, and especially when he said Hillary Swank, cause I think uh, either you said or someone, or, or you said before that she, she wouldn't go back and yeah later on like a few years ago she um mentioned that she probably gave that role to an actual uh somebody who's actually transgender versus her playing it again right because of climate that we're in yeah i found that very intriguing because i really like that film i I just bought it uh a blu-ray copy on it like last Mm -hmm. week um and uh i really like the film i mean it's it's intense material but it's a very great film and and mm-hmm. um the fact that she would say that is pretty like you know that 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 it's that carries a lot of resonance and i think that i don't know how i would feel if i was like a political character before but i i do see where she's coming from and i see both sides but uh but she was so good in that film that i'm like oh my gosh and she won an oscar for it, her first oscar okay and so i just like why and it's like it was so good and i just like that she won play now is very interesting so I, I do see both sides and it's very hard i think the racial issue though is like for sure like you can't if you're not like of that like you just you can't you can't play race like you can't it's just not right to play someone who's not of that like lineage for sure um okay. yeah yeah so what would you consider a decent actor or and then what would you consider a great oscar Oscar worthy, uh, Emmy worthy winner, uh, actor. Um, so, so, uh, like what would their performance look like? Not a particular person, but what was their performance look like? I think, um, I think a lot of actors, um, who are, who've been working for a long time or haven't really got like that, that like opportunity to really like showcase a full range of their, of what they can do um because a lot of I think a lot of actors have to have a natural ability like an athlete or or a violinist or you know people play musicians or in bands and they have to have a natural thing ability to be able to really like play well and to and to to be great athletes um I think work ethic has a huge thing to do with um performance and as an actor and natural ability I think I think you have to have that natural ability to get better um but I think what separates the great actors and the good actors and from, and, uh, you know, I guess the Oscar and Emmy winning actors is, is um, you got to have, I believe in God, I believe in God given talent. I think that you can suck at first. Like I sucked so bad when I first started, okay. but, 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 but you through repetition, I got better, but I think that there was a natural ability um, that I was given because you know, I, I played sports a lot in my in my life, and I was I wasn't the, I was not the greatest athlete. I was far from a great athlete. Um, wasn't very good. Uh, I tried hard, but I wasn't very good. Um, so when I did this acting thing, I, I found that I, I found like something that I kind of was like, oh, I think I maybe have something with this. And I think that same thing with athletes. Like you can be, uh, you just have to have an ability that you're given. But I think that that work ethic is something that really changes you for the better. So. Like a lot of actors, like Bradley Cooper, he said that for um, the Lady Gaga film he did uh, with stars, but somewhere in between the shadow of stars, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> stars born, stars born. Yeah, stars yeah. born. They that they 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 able to to um, to do um, um, 
he said he, he said thank god for being able to work harder than other people because that's how i'm able to get better or to really grow as an actor and get better because he's like i'll just outwork them because i just i i care so much and want to get better um a lot of people will just maybe maybe just rely on their natural ability too much and not really focus too much on the work itself whereas a lot of actors um or a lot of actors just haven't like gotten that that opportunity to 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 um to be given their like a big break or a big or or even a smaller break to showcase what they can do because there's a lot of talented actors out there who weren't given the opportunity or haven't been given the opportunity yet for so many years to really show their stuff and get their break and I think that that all this also plays into the factor is like they could probably be better actors if they were given the opportunity to shine and, and shine those roles that you know like Daniel Lewis gets or those people get all the time because they're known and they've had their break whereas um but I think that the work ethic is very important and and um and and a lot of character actors don't like who play smaller parts don't don't play leads in films are are the ones who really have to like showcase their stuff from film to film where because they're they're giving a smaller part but they they really have to kill on their part to really showcase their stuff and you know things like Sam Rockwell and Richard Jenkins and stuff like that and Paul Giamatti given like their opportunities in smaller parts they're so um they're, they stand out in their small parts and you're like wow like, this is so great what a great Rockwell performance great Jenkins performance and and they're not given necessarily the leads in movies all the time but but when they are given those leads they just flourish and I think like Paul Giamatti in Sideways was like wow and and Richard Jenkins in in North Country or or uh, The Visitor was like wow and then and then even like for um uh Rockwell like even in you know, Sassanian Jesse James, he had a smaller part, but he was so good. And then he got a lead part and he like won an Oscar, you know? So I think these there's these great actors who can do their parts, but they just, they just need that opportunity to showcase what they can do. And that's it's the opportunity and their, their break to get what they can do to showcase their ability and their work ethic. And so that, and that's a big thing is their, is work ethic and, and then given the opportunity to do what they, they're able to do. Okay. So yeah. as we close, we got five minutes left. Okay. But um, where can people connect with you? Where can our audience connect with you if they want to check out your projects and things like that? Uh, I'm uh, I only have Instagram uh, or Facebook, but uh, my Instagram is uh, is uh, is Damien Chow eleven eleven. I don't know. Is, is it at Damien Chow or is it is it is that Twitter? Is that Twitter? Um, I, I, <laughs> I think, yeah. I, I think I think it's Damien Chow eleven eleven. I think that's yeah 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 yeah. I think okay. it's yeah, or at Damien Chalevelevi. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And lastly, what do you want people to remember you as? Am I asking that question right? Where do you want to remember it? One, two. What do you want to be remembered of? Oh yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So so I yeah I I I do have this like uh fantasy of of like well like I of grandeur of like being like remembered forever for my work um like a James Dean thing like where he you know he's been gone for so long and he died so young but um like I think even in today's world like a lot of people even if like they're of like the TikTok generations that they're still know I think they know of the name of James mm -hmm. Dean they might know what he looks like but they know of the name and that carries resonance where like he he wanted to his work and his legacy to live on after he was gone and and I think that more than anybody, him and maybe Marilyn Monroe have been like remembered so well for what they're going. So I think I I do have like notes of grandeur of wanting to be remembered forever for this great actor and, and have like a write-up about me when I die. But 
I, I, I just, yeah, I, I just, but it's not, it's all good if they don't, but I, I, I would like to remember for my work, my work ethic and the work I've left behind. But I guess also that I was a good person and, and someone who really cared about their dogs and, and their family and, and stuff like that, I think is important. So that's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on the show and, um, uh, and audience, um, thank you for listening. Absolutely. Thank yes. you for having me. I really appreciate Destiny. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Me. Have a good one. Thank you very much. You take your destiny. Thank you, you so very much. Thank you.